Welcome back to Enlighten Up. You are listening to episode 30, Human Batteries, Liberation from the Matrix, Chemtrails, and Awakening the Youth. Today we are joined by the beautiful Alexis Buck, who has a very strong passion for awakening the youth. And we're going to get into a great discussion on how she's doing that using the very entertaining aspect of memes. Uh, It happens to uh, fit right in with the short attention spans of our youth, but also very effective. Before we get into that discussion, though, we start off the conversation talking about human batteries and how that applies to liberating ourselves from the matrix and how that applies to starseeds. We also will get into the discussion of some conspiracy theories and one of them being chemtrails. And you won't want to miss this one because it's where all three of us, Michael, Lisa, and myself, get very heated in this discussion. So let's jump right into the show and find out what everyone had to say. Welcome back to Enlighten Up, everyone. I am here with Lisa and Michael, and today we're joined by a friend of mine, Alexis Buck, who I happen to meet through a very interesting group of people. And Alexis is here today to share with us a topic of passion that she has been working on and that we're going to basically start the conversation off with uh, what she's been working on and why she's been working on it and how it kind of came to be in her life. But first, uh, welcome Alexis to the show. She's got a Facebook page called Ascension Diaries. Uh, Alexis, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, thanks for coming on. It's a pleasure to have you here. So everyone is listening. Um, Alexis and I met through um, a community uh, that is working for Disclosure. And I happened to be brought into the group. And that's and Alexis is already part of it. And so we've become uh, friends through working on different projects and sharing ideas and, and uh, just similar passions. So Alexis, do you want to tell us what's kind of one of your biggest passions right now? Um, my biggest passion right now is sort of a, something that's been coming together for a very long time in my life. And I've gone in a lot of different directions, but recently the one thing that I've had the most energy towards doing is creating again, but in creating in the medium, which a lot of people are aware of, which is memes, which, you know, it's kind of out there for, you know, the sort of community I've been in, but I've noticed from my psychology background, how important just the simplicity of memes in the community and how it, it, it affects the consciousness just so quickly and abruptly. And they don't even, even if people are scrolling past them, they are always delivering a major message and it's very, you know, it's, it can reach and very wide, wide range of people. It's, it's a very effective way to getting messages out there. So it's been super fascinating for me. Yeah, the memes have really, yeah, the memes have really taken on a whole new way of expressing um, how you feel. I know Michael's a big fan of memes. <laughs> <laughs> we share some funny ones together. Um, so do you want to just, before we get more, further into that, just kind of let the audience know a little bit about you and how you kind of came got to where you are today 
Like, sure, have, have I'd you, love to. Yeah, have you always been like really consciously aware of things and spirituality, like really involved in that? Um, yeah, it's been pretty pretty common through the life that I've had. Like it, it's come more through as you know, as a coming into your own person, like through adolescence and things like that. But right as it really, I really, as I started into adolescence, it started really coming on and. I had like quick experiences with like a death and then I learned about mediums and then I realized there was a spiritual side and like a beyond the veil. And then I had an, like an integral, like interest in aliens and outer space as well. So I've always had this sort of sitting there in my, like in my field, but I've never really been able to feed that hunger that I've had until more recently when it's really the whole disclosure community and the whole spiritual community has just exploded and been accessible through the internet. And it just, I took it and dived in and I've been doing it basically as long as it's been happening on the internet here, like, especially on like, you know, the newer communities, like the newer social medias. So you mentioned that um, there was a moment where you really realized that there was life beyond what we're just seeing here or um, that there was something bigger and beyond. Like, what was that that did that for you? Well, I had my grandmother, like the one other person in my family other than my mom, who is quite spiritual herself. She's always had that. She's always had that space for me to basically be the what ifs like she's like hey that's possible so it's never I've never had too many doors closed in my face and my grandmother was the same way but she got terminally ill with cancer and it just you know how those sort of things are kind of like an archetype in everyone's life like you death is a major one and it's like really turns on your awareness to your own mortality and like is there really another is there really another space out there that you go after you die and it's instantly I was getting answers for that like from and it's funny but I think the one major teacher that really showed me that this was a thing was uh do you guys know the Long Island medium Teresa Caputo Caputo I think her name is said yeah I do I don't know if Lisa or Michael does (laughs) I don't I've heard of her but I don't really know much about it she's she's quite the character and it's really funny because she's like from New York she's got like the really chunky nails and the big hair and she's quite a character and she had a show I think on TLC and anyways and she wrote a book and she was a medium and she would just they would just film her taking clients she would go out in public and I would just watch it from they would film it and you know I'd watch it on TV and I would just see it and like being an empath I could see the look in these people's eyes and things like that when they would get a message from their loved ones from like beyond the veil and like I was it's palpable to see these reactions. And then it started, I think I had a few experiences in personal, like it sort of brushed into my life during this time when my grandmother was being like, they were like, you're going to die from cancer. And so it was sort of like a huge rush of, you know, perspective changing, like sort of a loss of innocence. And it was just like, holy crap, I need to know if she's, when she dies, is she going to be all right? Like what's actually going to happen? It was cool to see that I sort of got that answer right away with Teresa and her like mediumship and her entertaining way that she, you know, delivers messages from dead loved ones. Like more that I know now, I know there's way more to it, but it was it was very uh, validating and gave me a lot of peace with my grandmother's illness. So we had a talk about this on one of our last podcasts about um, 
about death and what happens. What do you think happens when you die? Um, <clears throat> I think we never really die, <laughs> which is, you know, the main the main awakening part of the whole thing is like you, I believe that energetically everything is energy and energy never stops ceasing to exist. So it just transforms. And basically I believe that we all have this energy signature, a soul. And when these bodies were in perish in some sort of way, they just decompose or you get sick or whatever they die, you know, you continue, the energy just leaves this body and, you know, you continue on. And some, I believe that there's, you know, there's a lot more order to the whole way that this is done. And you are whatever vibration you're in, that's where you end up. And, you know, it's, it's, to me, I find a lot of satisfaction in seeing it as like a more of a scientific thing too, is that the real physics behind how energy works. And then bringing in the spiritual side of it, it really just, it balances the, you know, <laughs> it balances the logic and the mystical parts of it. And I, that's sort of how I, I'm, I believe that's how I believe things go. Yeah. Michael, what are your thoughts on that? I pretty much agree with her, actually. That's the way I kind of feel. So you believe that you continue on after death now? I said that last week. I know what you're trying to do. I didn't say that to necessarily reincarnation might be the the next step. I just said that, yeah, I believe I have a soul and I believe that I continue on after I'm dead. Oh, I, I did not get that from you last time. You, I don't you know. Gotta if, if you got to put down the drinks then. My goodness. <laughs> I didn't get that either. I thought you said this was just one did last you guys, I was like thinking oh once you're dead you're dead no you guys we were talking about reincarnation and i said i don't necessarily i'm on board with that yet because living like fifteen thousand different lives and different centuries not sure about that either however i have no problem with an afterlife i mean if i believe in angels and demons i'm sure in a heck, as heck we're going to believe that there's probably something after we die okay because you didn't make that clear on the last show because when i oh, asked I you what was the hostess i will be more clear on the next one <laughs> That's very interesting. I'm, that's a refreshing new uh, perspective. It's not new. <laughs> For me, it is listening to you coming from you. I didn't get that the last time. So, uh -huh. okay. So, Alexis, I, I take it, though, you do believe in reincarnation. Um, I definitely believe that there is something going along those lines uh, happening. And I, I believe that you also get to have a choice where you end up going. Cause it's like when you come down into these bodies, you know, I feel like these places are schools and they're a way for, you know, the universe to experience itself. So it's like, and of course you'd want to experience yourself and improve. So, you know, you get better and your vibration rises and things like that and you experience more of the universe you earn more of the universe's perspective and it's just it's really cool and I I believe reincarnation is definitely a thing but I also believe that you can go like if that transfers you could also your soul could also go to a whole other place a whole other planet perhaps and you know experience life in a whole other way yeah I I, I completely agree with you um you, we do. I, I do believe that we have a choice um, in where we want to go. But what do you think also about this whole idea of the matrix and getting trapped and how many people like starseeds 
come to this planet to assist the Earth um, in ascending out of this matrix, but then get trapped in it and end up having to reincarnate over and over here. Oh, yeah, I totally I have heard that from enough sources. And, you know, I understand that that is a quite a logical way to do it, because the whole thing, the reason why they're getting trapped here is because they're serving as an energy source for beings that can't create their own, but they, you know, they govern over and they enslave, you know, they enslave souls. And that's sort of the problem we're dealing with with the planet right now. And some people say that people have been incarnating over and over and over and over because they're trapped on this planet just as basically batteries, just like in the Matrix movie. And uh, they're, they're just being harvested their whole lives. It's just, and it's, that's why it's so insanely inhumane. And that's why all these star seeds have come here, I believe, to liberate these souls, these who have just as much sovereign right over their existence as any other soul. So it's like, it's insane. And I, I, I think it would be, I think we might be seeing way less of an incarnation cycle happening. Like perhaps that's sort of the goal is to break that. And incarnation is not as much of a, or perhaps there's more benevolent reason for incarnation, but right now I don't think it's very benevolent. Yeah. I, this is all new to me, this being trapped and reincarnating because you're trapped. I, I haven't heard that. So oh, how really? That, yeah, so once your soul is, you know, you die and you're released, you don't get to make your own decision. Like, how is it that you're still trapped in the matrix? Well, that's the thing like haven't found my like I haven't found my peace with that answer either it's it's like it's it's almost as if you there's a whole facade going on with and it the natural process of souls is to die and choose but there's a been an overtaking there's been a literally entrapment and it's some sort of perhaps an electromagnetic um even system something that's beyond basically the the technology or whatever knowledge that we have you know how old is the universe and how intricate can you get with your processes if you want to harvest people i guess some soul or whatever figured it out and put us in this prison almost and yeah it's it's it makes sense to me <laughs> because again with the whole because more of the star seed story like people coming in boom, and entering the prison from the outside and trying to liberate the prisoners that are so recycled and, you know, they're recycled and sad and oblivious and they've been batteries and they don't have the energy to do it themselves almost. So it's like, it's like we're on this mission here to lift, lift up and explode this prison from the inside. Cause I guess it wasn't, I guess it just wasn't going well from when it, any, whatever other plan they had before. Yeah. Well, the way, the way I look at it as for like Lisa to answer your question is that you come in here free will and you get trapped in this matrix and these belief systems and seeing how, and you know, we have to understand and become very consciously aware of how our energy is being used so that we can reclaim our own individual sovereignty and yeah. make the choices to leave. And, and, and until we understand that, there's so many people on this planet who don't even know that this even exists, so they can't leave um, consciously. And so they have to come back to relearn and and figure out how to leave here on their own. Like no one can do it for you, right? We all know we have to do everything for ourselves. And so yeah. um, I feel like that's a huge part of it. 
So just by by the star seeds helping to raise the level of consciousness, is that how we help to release them? Well, yeah. it helps to assist others in raising their consciousness as the collective and so that they start to wake up and start to ask questions and start learning things for themselves. I mean, I can totally see that because, you. I mean, there are so many people that are so just trapped in this matrix. Like they just, they don't even know there's a ceiling, you know, they just have no idea or they think there's a ceiling, you know, they, they're trapped in this little box and they just have no clue and just, you know, go around acting like little robots all the time and following the media and everything. And, you know, I can definitely see that, but for some reason, you know, I just believe that once you're free from you would snap out of it. Sorry, you cut out there. What did you say? Oh, I said, I would just think that once you left the density of this dimension that you would snap out of it. You know, that belief in you're just like this robot here in this matrix that, you know, I know there's so many people that just have absolutely no idea that there's anything outside of this world and that this is real. I know. And so what happens is, is that, see, now that you're becoming more aware of it, you can see how you can get out of it. But a lot of people, their, their conscious awareness is so low that they don't even realize how they're consenting to certain things. And so by they're giving up their free will and they're consenting to all of these things that are trapping them here, that for their soul, in order for them to really release from it, just because their body dies doesn't mean their soul can necessarily leave. It's just they their physical body has perished and they need to come back and continue list, like the the lessons and the and the journey to get out of here. Or does that mean that they're like, like earthbound souls, where they their soul never actually like goes to the light? Well, I have like the I have a little even more funky theory about this. If you want me to go Please. into it about what they do, <laughs> so I've heard basically is that they when the soul leaves the body you know you are you are in a different uh density a different phase of yourself and in this density in this area this is the theory that i'm like trying to contrive and put into words here is like that they've set up basically a place where they trick souls into like they are false gods they are it's like a false you were introduced or in in a false place and they're like well you did a great job uh you have this this and this to work on so we're sending you back and you will go okay and you go back because it's sort of the the narrative that's also being told in the religions is sort of prepping people for this place that's not even the real you know it's the hijacked area of where souls seem to go and this is just this is my understanding of what i've heard of uh, a theory is about this and I mean it doesn't seem completely implausible but it's just it, so hard sometimes to like conceptualize it actually makes perfect sense to me like that I can wrap my head around like if you're being tricked into yeah that. but if you weren't then I couldn't really understand it like if you truly were released and you know sent back to source I can't imagine make you know being thinking that you had to come back to this matrix again like that you would completely be free of that right but i could see if you were tricked into thinking you're somewhere else 
Like, yeah, that makes sense. Like you've been trained. You're, you know, you're just, uh, you know, unless some religions like Michael, I know you grew up Catholic and you don't necessarily believe in reincarnation. So maybe that's not a reality for some people who don't believe in reincarnation. Well, I mean, you know, if I take everything at face value, it's like you're basically saying in some ways going to Earth is just not a fun experience. And it's it's like we're just here, like serving out a jail sentence. And, you know, for the most part, there's a lot of people in the world that are having a great life. And there's a lot of people in the world that aren't having so much of a great life. So it just doesn't really make sense, I guess, when it, you put it all, all together as a collective, like, oh, we're, it's it's like a whole complete jail sentence for us to continue to go on Earth. And that's where I'm getting kind of like uh, tripped up on. Well, um, that's the sort of thing is that this this planet is supposed to be like a garden of even of Eden. We are walking in the garden, but we are we've been tricked basically to not have our own sovereignty in this place and be enslaved by like the money structure and things like that. So it's actually supposed pretty supposed, supposed to be a pretty dope place and we're supposed to be even healthier in these bodies, but they're, they're, po- they're screwing with our bodies and they're screwing with our, our like sovereignty and our freedom to be beings and having a great time with earth and, you know, living and doing lessons, you know, how they apparently do it on other places that haven't been hijacked. But you know what I mean? Like, it's supposed to be awesome, but it's been hijacked. But we're, we've, we're here now, and we're going to take it back and have a good time like it should be. Yeah, and, and this also... Is, this is the time that we're taking it back, and this is why so many star seeds have come come to this, this you know, their lives at this time. Yeah, to help yeah. facilitate to help facilitate that. Yeah, and you hit it right on the nail, Alexis. It's like we get so caught up in this money structure and this materialistic world, and that we're being tricked into thinking that that's what the greatest thing of life is: is to like make so much money and to have all these things, these material objects and things that give you status and give you certain freedoms to do whatever you want in this and that, world. And that feeds what necessarily? That makes you think that that's what life is about achieving, and you get so like what, what is that, but you're saying that that like feeds feeds something like it feeds well, it's like because a... it sort of leaves you in a constant state of lack, and okay. so it's like you're always giving your energy away to something. You're like, this is what make me happy if I work here and do this, but it's you're never really accumulating something from your true passion. So it's like when you give your energy away, you all start suffering because you're in a state of lack. You're like, you never have enough because you could never have enough in this state of, you know, commercialism. That's sort of how they make you feel. And so it's like by giving that all away, you're that you're that suffering that you feel that emptiness, that's sort of what and the fear fear is another big one, the fear of lack is a big thing that is a negative pulse of energy that comes off your body. And that's what sort of is being fed off of. And everything revolves around the body, you know, and health and that fear of having to take care of this body being the number one thing. Well, I actually, my, the video that I did today, that's going to be coming out tomorrow. I'll, I'll leave a link in the description for everyone. But it's on it's on parasitic entities and this whole idea of um, how our energy is being harvested and used, like you called us human batteries. 
Um, and the reason why these parasitic entities attach into our energy field and, and use, um, really try to keep our consciousness low um, by harvesting fear uh, type energies, uh, low frequency energies, is because it creates a sickness in the energetic field, which then manifests into a physical uh, realm, into our physical bodies. And Mm -hmm. we are so, the reason why that's so important to these negative energies is because we're much easier to control when we're sick. And you, you lose your willingness to fight harder the more sick you are. You don't have that energy to fight. And also it attacks your, your willingness to want to explore for the truth like really seek out the truth and it creates like this codependency when you're sick when you're sick you you're either you're you become more dependent on other people you become more dependent on maybe drugs to like help with the pain or ease certain symptoms and there's this whole like codependency that starts to happen where you're not you can't do it on your own and it's just how they break us down into giving up our sovereignty and giving up our free will and our consent so I that's that. yeah. So the like the the illness and the and us being sick is very important. I mean, if you look around, I I mean, we are the amount of disease and illness that is plaguing everyone. Like no one just dies from natural causes anymore. Like it's constantly diseases, and people are getting the most incredible diseases these days. Like super young, and like it's just it's absolutely out of control. My son told me today, he lives in San Diego, and he was recently sick. He had the flu. And he said that last year in San Diego, there were like, I don't know, 700 cases of the flu. And, you know, these are reported cases, people who actually go to the doctor. And this this year, so far, there's been 3,500 wow. <laughs> in San Diego alone. And when he said that, I just thought, okay, who's up to what? <laughs> like, and he said, you know, that they, you know, how the flu shot, they, they try to choose a strain to give you out of, you know, the 10,000 strains of flu that there could be and basically roll the dice and say, oh, maybe it'll be this one this year, you know? So they picked the wrong strain or so they're saying in the media, they've picked the wrong strain and that's why 3,500 people now have the flu. But, you know, just with... All that goes on with chemtrails and just, you know, mm-hmm. processed foods and just, you know, the plethora of things that, that they break us are, down, quote unquote, they <laughs> are doing to keep us ill. You know, it just makes me wonder, OK, now now who's spreading the flu virus? Yeah, because it's a it's a you know, it's a moneymaker. You know, people make money off of sick people. It's simple they don't make it off dead people and they don't make it off <laughs> people. they don't want you to die you know well, they want actually you to no they sick. they do want you to die <laughs> because there's a certain energy that's released when you're died that, that when you die that's um more that, that gives them more to harvest Ooh. well i think there's a a whole section of people that also want to keep you ill because it's commercialism and they're making money off of ill people oh yeah oh definitely. yeah or they just slaughter us right Right. right. Yeah. Well, okay. We brought the topic up, and I know Michael does not believe in it. Michael, chemtrails, go for it. 
I don't friggin' believe in it. <laughs> I know that they exist for for weather related situations, but not literally poisoning us. There's chemtrails that happen because of the humidity of of the levels of where the flights are flying in versus the dryness of certain levels of flights are flying in where you won't see any chemtrails. I mean, no, it's just you're talking science. about calm trails. We're not. We're talking about chemtrails. Calm trails are chem. You you say chemtrails. <laughs> I see calm trails. It's like tomato tomato with the way you. It's describe. not. It really is. You guys are saying but there's they shit. They disappear after so many minutes, and these chemtrails linger much longer. Yeah, they're That's completely different. That's because of the humidity in the friggin' air. Look it up. It's easy to find the, the studies on these things. Okay. Is this the time where the guest gets to throw in some random yes. facts? Yes. Yes. Go for it, Alexis. <laughs> okay, so. I'm going to go to one that's actually a newer one that came in I learned about yesterday. But it was sort of like, have you heard about the activity with the sun and how it's like giving off a lot more light? And I've actually heard that they're still, they're keeping the, they're doing that to sort of give a bit of a sheen over over top of us to reflect it back out because even they're nervous that uh, it's going to start melting power lines and making people crazy because the sun is so active. But it's not going to be helpful because the sun is going to keep doing it. So it's like it's almost a preventative measure. <laughs> the chemtrails are? Yeah, that's what I've heard recently. It's almost as if they're doing it to like ease the, the solar activity, all of this that's that, all. I've heard that too, and that is actually there's a lot of truth in that. They say they can, if they can somehow coordinate flights around the entire world because there's so many airplanes up there, they could actually affect the solar energy that can get to that can reach the earth. Yeah, which is insane. And like the the big thing in the ascension community, the community I've sort of I've been hanging out in is that you know, this sun stuff that's coming through, we need because. It's causing all the other planets to change and our planet's changing, but we're living on this planet and our bodies, our literal structure needs to change to be able to just live in this new environment, the new solar environment. So it's kind of like a, it's like kind of like they're trying to do it to ease us into it, but then you wonder if they're really doing it to freaking like cut off our ability to be able to adapt and then fucking, I don't know, all of us perish in some crazy way or something. But there's also another one I have where it's pretty pretty crazy. I was watching this YouTube video of this, like, long – they all these scientists in L.A. did this, like, conference or something. And the one guy was talking about how they went to, like, the tippy top of a mountain, like, in the snow on the top of a mountain. And they, like, took samples. And there was just, like, a – like – I don't want to curse too much. Like I just get excited, but like there's a, a a lot, a lot of like barium and like aluminum and stuff at the top of a mountain. Like it just, you know, obviously I think you would admit those things are being put in there to like further effects on the geo geo level. But it's kind of crazy that these things are getting into the water system and stuff. And like aluminum is what's giving people freaking dementia. So it's like, it's really it's it's hard because I'm like okay well here's the evidence that it's being it's raining down on us in whatever parts per million and it's eventually getting into our systems and whatever and you know I feel bad because like the Alzheimer's and dementia thing is like that's gonna that's a big one that people are suffering with right now like the aluminum's really causing issues. Well, yeah, you know the aluminum that's in the chemtrails that's the, the, one of the chemicals um, that that they're releasing is. You can see it 
in the in the environment in the trees like at least oh, yeah. like when you when you go up to like when we you go up and you see all the aspens all the aspens are dying they're not like thriving anymore and when you go into the mountains and it's because they're the aluminum what happens is the aluminum comes down and it gets into the soil and the trees it gets into the root system and it blocks the nutritional uptake for trees and so they're not being able to get the nutrition they they need and they're all starting to die and so many people with a lot of land are starting to report this and they're taking samples of the soil like why is there aluminum in the soil Ooh, all those poor trees right and you know i mean people are all talking about carbon like it's some bad thing you know like we got some really serious issues here that are really causing a lot of damage to the environment well if you talk about carbon then you're not talking about aluminum so there's that (laughs) yeah exactly distraction from the other stuff exactly so i believe um yeah, I think it's it's something that people really need to be aware of. Um, and, and that's why, Lisa, when you brought up him having the flu, um, that's why so many people are getting sick, uh, is because people get sick after they've done these chemtrails. And there's a huge increase in people um, reporting uh, the sickness after they've seen the spray. And you see this, it's not like it's just like a calm trail that goes through the sky. Like, there's grids. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's not normal. And um, wasn't it like those, um, wasn't it like a month or two ago that those pilots drew a penis in the uh, the sky? Um, oh, yeah. And the, the, the jets. Yeah. And it stayed there. And if it was a regular calm trail, it wouldn't have stayed like that. Oh, my God. You're, that's bullshit, Nicole. You can <laughs> easily go into a certain area of humidity in the air and get these trails for a long time. It's been going on for years. How long is long? Long time meaning long, long time in the past, like for ever since you know we no, started flying airplanes. No, when, when I'm asking you long, I'm like, how long is long in the air? It like, could how- last all day, depending on the uh, water vapor that's in the air. But these things are happening over California, and there's no freaking water there. <laughs> If you want to believe the pseudoscience that you want to believe in, that's so be it. But, no, you know, it's, I'm, it's I'm a science up... that I learned in school as a complete okay, norm. Okay, I get that, Michael. In an atmospheric way. I get that, Michael, but I'm bringing up a very valid point. There's no moisture being brought into California right now. So how is it possible that if there's no moisture in the sky that these things there's stay like that? There's moisture in the sky in different various levels. That doesn't mean there's no, there's moisture perhaps on the bottom uh, uh, atmosphere where California, you know, on the ground, but there's, it could be moisture above easily. But this was a pretty low, like the, the, the thing. That again, they... again, you can go case by case and try to make a point, but it's, it's a very common norm. If, if you are looking at typical atmospheric sciences. So how do you explain, so, sorry, go Alexis. I was just going to ask, um, with this whole theory and everything, what would it be? What would you like to see as proof that, per, like, what our theories and the things we've been following are perhaps true? Like, what would it that you would want to see to prove it to? Like, if if it was true, like, what would it that would cause you to change your mind? I want them to actually do a you know, intern poll type investigation if this is a worldwide conspiracy of all the the pilots and planes that are flying this shit everywhere. 
I mean, it's, so, it's like find, a, find oh. a tank of aluminum or whatever attached to an airplane. I mean, this stuff has never been proven that way besides the fact that aluminum is everywhere anyway. It's 8% of the Earth's crust. But it's it has been. dust. It's found everywhere, and it's found in naturally in abundance at certain places of the Earth. So it's like that doesn't prove to me that you know we're our, the the planes in the sky are out to get us. So what about the pilots that have come forward and said that they, you know, they, you know, whistleblowers that have mm-hmm. that have done it? Do you just not believe them? A small, them? tiny I mean, percentage of pilots that come forward to you know get the so attention. So it's just not enough. Pilot. You want what more I, pilots? No, no, no. More people. Everybody has to admit it. I'm looking at, like you're, look, you're asking about a worldwide conspiracy of almost every pilot up there. And I'm like, mm, I don't buy it. So only one man figured out, you know, the theory of relativity, but that was enough. Just that one guy figured it out. The whole world <laughs> have to figure it out for everyone to believe it. But that's enough for nice. you. It doesn't make sense. You know, some mean, things and what you guys are saying doesn't make sense either. Know, so it's like you can have a couple of guys come out and say they see a ghost the other night. I'm not going to believe them either. Yeah. So when it cut, it's just and there's like oh, there are a hundred other mind. witnesses there. And it's like why? Okay. So explain to me then, Michael, why there is so many, so much aluminum in people's bloodstream now. There's been aluminum. I, I just got done saying aluminum is found everywhere. No, no, no. Come on. It People, is. It's Michael, Michael, it's Michael. In the, it's in the water. It's 8% of the Earth's crust. Michael. It's but what about everywhere. the snow on the top of the mountains? Again, it's everywhere. It can be. The reason why I'm asking you is because there are so many more people dying from <clears throat> mental disease like like Alzheimer's and dementia that it's it's getting too high. Oh, that, me, that is a increased. lot of our food system. I do believe there's a lot of bad shit in our food system. I do believe that. It's increased 55% over the last 15 years, Alzheimer's. Yes. And I truly, oh, believe, I truly believe it has a lot to do with the fact that 60% of the food we've been eating never existed 50 years ago. There's not a lot. I mean, there's a lot of crap in our food, but aluminum. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it's in our deodorant. You can pick on aluminum. I feel that Alzheimer's and other things like that have a lot to do with the processed foods that we eat. But that's your guys' choice. I believe that too. But why don't you? What What is it that won't allow you to believe that there is actually a group of people out there that are trying to keep people sick? Like. You, I mean, it Why just seems so obvious it? to me. It's a business. If it's obvious to you, it's not obvious to me. That's all it is, Lisa. It's a business. Like they, pe- hospitals make money, doctors make money, drug companies. I do agree money. with you on that. I do believe there's a big business in keeping people sick, and I do believe pharmaceutical companies hold back cures. I do believe things like that because it makes sense to me. But what you guys are trying to tell me is pilots are running around trying to make people sick. Not making sense to me. They just proved that immunizations, I mean, it's come out. It's People have known it for years, but, you know, not the majority because you need, you know, 9 million people to say it, not only, you know, 100 to prove that immunization are causing um, autism. Autism, mm-hmm. you know, and people have been saying it for years, but not enough people, you know, not enough people yeah, have been we saying We also live in a in a world where red wine kills us one day and helps us the next. You never know with a lot of these things that come out of saying this does this and this does that and this doesn't do this. That's like, a fair point. It's hard. That's a fair point. There's a lot of disinformation out there um, purposely to confuse everyone. Um, but I just feel like there's an overwhelming amount of questions that are raised when, you know, 
when like for instance when alexis says that the the scientists are finding large amounts of aluminum on top of a mountain like how is it getting there uh why are the trees why are trees slowly dying now and not being able to survive and it's and it's not just like young trees they're trees that have been living for years and years and years and now all of a sudden they're just not able to and you go into the soil and you find all this aluminum that's preventing the uptake of their nutrition like to (laughs) me to me michael The last time I was in Colorado, those aspen looked like they were kicking ass. No, sure well, honestly, you haven't you haven't seen enough because they're really dying. Okay. And you ask anyone who lives here, they're really not that healthy. Mm, okay. Well, the one thing about these sort of these series that there's a lot of back and forth, there's a lot of rebuttal and battle about. The one thing I sort of always like find peace in is that if they're if people are asking questions and like. They're not 100% sure, and it's definitely still worth the pursuit of finding answers and seekings instead of, like, cutting, like, not, or like, you can even just be, like, I'm neutral until I have more info, but, like, I, that's how I do it sometimes. It's just, like, you know what, there's just so much, like, I have just so much faith in people and their pursuit of their own happiness to be, like, okay, if you're asking questions and you think this way, then I'm here to listen, like, like we'll see and then you know like you were saying Michael like when a large enough percentage of people really are starting to agree on it the whole the whole thing will just sort of fall right on its face I I guess we'll find out I and and I I agree with you absolutely Alexis and I'll give you kind of a a case in point it's like back in 2004 I think when uh, Al Gore came out with the inconvenient truth like Everybody thought we were all just going about to, you know, find a fiery way to oh. perish from global warming. Oh man, yeah. I remember that. Yeah, and now you add 13 years to it, and no, it's not even on people's radar list of worries anymore. And like that's kind of like where I feel like sometimes we can oh. take things like the chemtrails and really make it really worrisome now, and then it's not, it, it just fizzles out as far as you know data goes as, as time goes on yeah but i mean if you look at the source of what you're saying like al gore clearly has an agenda whereas you have like these chemtrails are not the agenda of some sort of global elite to come out and 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 expose it like this you know this shouldn't happen anymore like like it doesn't make any sense like you you kind of have to look at who's blowing the whistle or who's saying what's what and then start to like evaluate the data that's coming in i mean they won't even admit that i mean how long did it take to admit that tobacco it kills us and and now even with sugar you know and still fighting that battle i mean they don't want to admit these things okay i will i will concede this point if if like alexa said if we are asking questions it's probably good for our society uh, and to pursue the answers I just haven't got to the level that apparently you guys got that I'm satisfied with the answers that I hear. Yeah. And that's your job as a skeptic. So good it's work. Not, no, I, it, again, <laughs> I don't want to come in like, oh, I'm skeptic. So I'm going to be saying opposite of what you guys say. It's just what I believe and what I don't believe. And, right. you know, I'm not there. I'm not there yet. I'm not sure if I'll ever be there. And from everything that I've read and I've, I have looked into this stuff in the past few months, specifically because Nicole keeps bringing it up. And I'm seeing both sides of the argument, and I'm going on this side. You know, I just don't see enough data on on the other side. Okay, fair enough. Um, Alexis, so, like, you bring up a good thing about how important it is to ask questions. 
So why don't we get into this passion of really bringing the awareness into the youth? Because that's where a lot of the change is going to happen. Oh, and yeah, this one I think is going to be super fun because all of us have been seekers and we've gained our own knowledge. We've expanded our own consciousness as adults and we've, we all weave our own web. We go down all these variety of paths and another big part of this whole thing in this healing process and this transformation that across time, a big major factor has been humor and um, me being sort of on the cusp of like, I'm 24 years old. So I grew up with a handheld device, you know, mostly since I was like in ninth grade. So I've been in that sort of community where uh, most of the communication between us and kids is through memes and through internet, like humor. And I, um, I've been sitting and waiting basically until, you know, the creators, because it's always like the community that creates these things, it, they grow up and, you know, a new community replaces them. And the kids right now who are making the, the memes really are, they're leading the way of the humor that's happening on the internet and like the concepts that are of discussion and in their own community. And when I, I'm just, I'm excited because I want to start pro- proliferating that area and speaking their language and then people who have grown and like know their knowledge are, I want to be able to create a place which we have created. We created a Facebook group called new earth memes and people who want to create content about teaching and like, what would you teach the youth and like what, and like put your spin of humor on it or whatever. And you can put it there and then we, we're going to put it into, into the, into the hands, into the eyes of the youth and reach them on Instagram is the plan for right now, perhaps even Twitter. But like, it's so easy because you can just go in there, you can add thousands and thousands and thousands of accounts and a percentage of them are just going to add you back by default. And then all of a sudden they're scrolling past it on their phone and it's imprinting that knowledge or whatever is imprinting on their consciousness. And then I just, it's almost as if you need to like sneak your way in to them. And then they, when they grasp the concepts, they're the ones who are going to be creating the content and leading the way. And it's just going to freaking explode on the internet. And it's going to be game over. Like once the youth are in their power about this knowledge, you know, a lot of them are very cynical right now and they're young but they're cynical and they're kind of jaded already but they still want to believe and it's like I'm just excited to like kind of sounds exciting speak to them and speak their language and empower them to start speaking for themselves and you know freaking break this cycle like they don't need to engage with the matrix anymore like I want to give them those tools they had that the tools that I we all found as adults but now you know, we have to bring it down to the children because they're the ones who are really going to take this and freaking create a new world. What do you think, um, what is it that you find they're most cynical about? I think they're most cynical about trauma, which is kind of interesting, and fear. Because there has been such a huge amount of trauma and fear in the news, like ever since 9-11, it's just been ridiculous. And that's what they've been exposed to almost their whole lives. And it's like things don't even phase them anymore. They're just so, you know, 
like nothing surprises them. So their humor gets super dark and twisted because it's like the only thing, it's like the only thing that shocks them anymore. But it, there's always an air of truth there and like a, a common thread. So, you know, they can take this information. They're, they're like, there might be, they're hard on themselves a bit. Like there's definitely still a guard up because I have, I've just tested this theory on my own cousins over the Christmas holiday and was kind of like, Hey, what do you think about this? And, you know, like they, they're a little bit guarded still, but you know, they're not going to be traumatized. Like they, they're more willing to believe that there is stuff out there. There is a system that's making you like making a profit off of your suffering. It, you know what I mean? Yes. I I mean, I think that's so smart to empower the youth. It's just, I've always believed that that's where it's at, you know, educating the youth, starting with the little ones as young as you can and helping them to not get caught up in this, in this matrix and in this thought, this thought, thought system. That's Mm -hmm. the only way to save this planet, really. (laughs) To start with the young ones. And they're already dissociating from it mostly. Like they're all, their whole world is their phone. And then they grow up a little more and they dissociate using, a lot of them are dissociating using drugs and like, you know, especially marijuana is like the major dissociator and drinking and things like that. But it's like, they're just, there's just almost these like sleeper agents, the sleeper group of very powerful energetic beings. And like, it's just so exciting. I need to like, I can't wait to feel that spark freaking fire underneath their butts, which it's, I, I know it's going to take a little bit extra now because it's been so long and they are pretty jaded even in their young age. But like, I have hope. I have hope that they're reachable still because we were all reachable and we were jaded for more years. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. I mean, you start young enough and, and they're all on their phones and their devices at such a young age where they're still impressionable yeah well and i it's you know i do believe that the awakening can happen in an instant like i don't believe that it the only way is that it's over the slow process of learning like i do believe there's something innately inherent in some of us that all it takes is one event to trigger it and it's like instantly your eyes are wide open and the veil's completely dropped and nothing is how you thought it was and you just start to question everything um i I do believe that that is definitely a possibility. So I don't think it's the only possibility, but I, I do believe that that's something that can happen. And I actually would would tend to believe that that might be more so the case for the youth coming in because from what I understand, um, that the youth coming in are coming in with less ties to the veil. Like they're able to see more and sense more than we ever were. And... Um, Yes. It's it's very interesting to observe. And they're coming in with not the full amnesia as well. Exactly. Exactly, exactly. So um that I think is very interesting. So I feel like it's all part of like the divine plan to you know basically all the warriors <laughs> stepping up to the plate and taking this planet back from like what we call it the prison planet. So I think that's really exciting. Yeah. I think that's so awesome what you're doing. So it's really exciting. I would definitely think that Instagram would be your best route. Um, Snapchat. Yes. I was thinking about that too. And that's a really good point. 
on it. I mean, I have 20 nieces and nephews under the age of 30. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have to tell you that they're using Snapchat. Like, and when I'm out and, you know, around, I pay attention to just like when I'm on the train at the airport or, you know, when I'm just in public looking around, what I've noticed is the youth are all on Snapchat. I look around, mm-hmm. it blows my mind. They're constantly snapping everything. I feel and like I, it's I love big. Snapchat. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> so does the FBI. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're tracking every moment of every youth in the world right now. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I, you know, some of my nieces, like I've been to, I've drank every drink with them. You know, they, <laughs> every party, every club they've been to, every drink, every beer pong oh, table man, set that's up. Funny. It's just like, oh my gosh, do you ever stop? <laughs> so. Yeah, that you could definitely good. create a lot of fun content through Snapchat, um, doing what you're doing. Yeah, and I've definitely, I did, I um, on my own personal account, I have engaged with Snapchat and everything is more of a, you know how like when the YouTubers got really popular and all, everyone was vlogging and things like that, I feel like that sort of moved over to Snapchat and it's more instant and, uh, you know, it's becoming an influencer, they call it. They call it an influencer. So it's basically whoever whoever is the entertainer that rises to the top, like I want to try and proliferate into that influencer community. Not Maybe not me personally, but with this incentive. And, uh, you know, get get through to them. So, you know, they have other things to look at and Snapchat about, like, in, instead of just them drinking and there's more just show them the variety of life that they're they're only seeing a certain little sliver of the awesomeness that living can be like and right instead of the commercialism side of things or the you know just the shallow side like the beauty side of things you know that yeah you know the clothing or the you know the makeup and the hair and all that type of stuff and following these movie actresses or you know just music, you know, stars and all that kind of stuff, you know, give them something that has some real meaning and meat behind it mm-hmm. that, that they can wrap their heads around. Yeah. And, and also, um, oh shit, just fluttered out of my mind. Um, say what we were just talking about again. Just the content and what they're looking at on Snapchat. We were just saying, you know, not so much of... Oh, oh, yes. Okay. Um, not that. But um, you were talking about how, like, you know, if we could just get them to realize there's more to them than just the drinking. I'm telling you, if I had known what I know today when I was younger and I was drinking, I would not have drank as much alcohol as I did and allowed myself to be what we call an entry point for demons and negative parasites and all that kind of stuff, like, to basically take over you and make you do things that you wouldn't normally do and and create this negative negative um attachment into you so that you have this i don't know this belief that you're not good enough or like all these negative thoughts and stuff that basically really hinder your consciousness from expanding and allowing you to really move into what you're really meant to do in this world and I think if if there's any way like because it's such important information like the more you learn about it the more you realize like damn like 
like, people really need to know about this because it really is the crux of why we're all still here, you know, and, and why we're doing what we're doing to, to liberate. And I, if there's any way of somehow like infiltrating the youth and letting them know and understand about how energy works and how the negative side is and like, or the darker and the parasitic entities and how that all works. If there's any way to somehow start seeding the consciousness through the means, yeah. like I feel like that is huge. Not to mention, oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, we talked about sex and, um, you know, a few shows about how when you have sex with someone, how their DNA gets in you and it becomes a part of you. I mean, I don't think I'd have had sex with anybody had I really understood and known that at a younger age, you know, that's scary. Oh, My other favorite topic for sure. And as far ironic, I was going to say is that I have a meme right now that I just found about alcohol and that how it's actually like the Arabic term, which means body eating spirit. <laughs> like they're called how- spirits. And it's like, you know, you can you can put that stuff out there, but at least it allows them to make informed decisions and like even more informed decisions than we had. And like with this ancient knowledge and, you know, this crazy, crazy occult knowledge and things like that, like stuff that's being used on us and we just aren't educated on it. Like I just want to educate these kids. And then if they want to drink and let, you know, take that risk or whatever, just like I did, but with like without the knowledge, like um, then they can go for it. But like, I just want them to have, be empowered with just like with sex knowledge, like just empower them and let them go experience it and learn. Cause that's what we're here to do. I just think that's amazing. So is there something that you feel like you would love the youth to grasp the most? Like, what do you think would be the most effective thing to start off with? Ooh, that's a really good one. I think for sure this sort of the, um, the occult knowledge is pretty fun. Like, and a lot of the, the newer sciences, like how, how there's a lot of evidence about like teaching them about how the sun and how all the planets in that, you know, the solar system are heating up and then things about spirituality, about how everything is energy and, you know, law of attraction. Law, yeah, exactly. Laws like the free laws of free will and how free will works and like the attraction, and perhaps even teaching them little itty bitty bits about tools like crystals and you know things about health and these just these little tidbits of knowledge that have impacted us. Like share it, like because there's always a meme. Like there's a meme for almost every freaking bit of knowledge. And I know personally, like on all the Facebook groups, like people make them all the time and they're just like, boom. And they, they're so effective and quick. And like, it's a picture, it's a thousand words, you know, there's some words on there, some info. And it's just like, bam, education. Like you don't, it's so quick. <laughs> yeah. I think that's a fantastic idea. I've been actually thinking for, for a long time now, like wanting to create something. And I was thinking about children much younger than what you're thinking of, but just helping awesome helping to start children at the age of, you know, preschool, three and four, five, six years old, understanding some of these things. And, and I've kind of been toying with it in my head. Like, how can I do that? Like, is it through children's books or like a video game or, you know, I'd love to talk to you more about it and, and see if I could, um, you know, just share some ideas. Yeah, Yeah. that would be awesome. Oh, fine. I, um, 
Yeah, the little kids are our fun one because it's like I'm I'm pretty removed from that area, but it's ironic because I have been hanging out with a younger, a younger a little, little star seed. As we like to call them sometimes because <laughs> they're so magical. These little kids all of a sudden, and uh, I'll I might be getting more info and more intel about how to be how to you know cross that barrier like what you're hoping to like the younger the better. I totally agree. Yeah, and I just I adore little kids like I just think they're so fun they're such sponges and they just oh my god they're so eager and I just you know I just think there's so much that we can teach them early just an understanding Mm -hmm. of some of this really simple stuff well yeah and even just to break down the constructs that we're taught through school and all that that are negatively impacting us you know like Michael you brought up how we're taught to like um always um, judge yeah to judge and so like if you we can start to like break those habits down and 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 move and move the children away from that idea of judgment and and all those little things that really are foundational um foundational issues to really bring to the awareness so that we can make the major shifts along the way i think that's like super powerful And it's like a major, it's like a fun part too, because it's like, we've crashed through all these courses. And now I feel like I feel lately that there's been a lot of settling in the communities where it's like, okay, everybody's established. Everybody knows basically the same amount of info. And it's like, there's just like this resting potential and like a lot of people like being awesome human beings. We are creators. We're like, we're creator beings. And like a lot of them, I feel like would really really enjoy like put joy into creating this for the youth because like who doesn't who doesn't want to help the youth like I feel like that's just an integral part of us extremely protective and loving over children yeah I couldn't agree with you more yeah so if people want to join your group is it open it's I think it's a closed group um because we want to obviously we want to filter in people who are going to be creating content that is of the cat. Like, I don't want to say caliber, but I mean of the consciousness, I guess we could go with that. Of course we want to teach youth. Cause if it's just a random open thing, anybody can pour in and anybody can add anybody. And so it starts to get a little chaotic and you know, you don't want a bunch of people who aren't on the same level or like, what about um, people who are interested in what you're doing and, and have the knowledge and, and wisdom to share um, would they be able to join the group or somehow? Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, I think what we're want to do is we're going to have the group. It's like, it's going to be, it's already established. It's called new earth memes. It's on Facebook and there's probably going to be one entry question. It's going to be like, <laughs> do you want to create memes for the youth? And it's just kind of like as a fail safe just to be like, okay. And it'll be super easy to get in. Like if you want to be there, you'll be allowed. And, um, it's just, you know, sometimes privatizing things just kind of blocks the major amount of BS that occurs on the internet. Yeah, I totally understand that. It can get, and then it just gets flooded and watered down and, and it loses its whole um, momentum of what its purpose was. Yes. And we were thinking we'd also do a page like where we would just take from the group and post it on the page publicly. So it would be a public forum as well. But and then that same forum would be mirrored on Instagram. So, you know, we'll 
the cream of the crop will rise in the group of the memes that we'll want to be putting into this page and then they will, you know, appear. And I want to like, I want to even give props to the people who are creating their own original content and things like that. Like just, you know, it's a community effort. It's the, you know, what, what is that saying? It takes, it takes a village to raise the youth. It's sort of just that sort of idea. Just such an awesome conversation today. Like really, really good stuff. Thank you so much for sharing all of your like insight and knowledge with us. And um, it's, it's been so great to have you on here. Yeah. Super exciting to hear what you're doing. I love it. Uh, that's thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I really like you guys. This was really, really fun. Yeah. Well, we'll have you back on again when things get more underway and you, uh, you got a little bit more um, uh, movement with everything. We'd love to see and hear how it's all going and, and, and keep up to date. Oh, that would be awesome. I would love to update. And then hopefully anyone who's interested will be able to come join and create some cool stuff about whatever they'd like to teach the youth about, you know, expanding their consciousness, not all this crazy, you know, celebrity crap that they're, you know, (laughs) ingesting all the time. And if people want to kind of learn more about like what you're doing and like what you're talking about and writing about, where can they find you? Um, Probably. The easiest way to find me is on Facebook as Alexis Buck. But if they want to just contact me, I have an email address and um, it's for the blog I do. It's just ascensiondiaries at gmail.com. Um, there is also an Ascension Diaries Facebook page. Like it's, I'm everywhere. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's not too hard to find me if you really need to. And I, I totally encourage anyone who wants to reach out to me to do literally anything. I'm open to all, you know, all connections. That's great. Well, thanks so much for being on. Yes, thank thank you you. so much, Alexis. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, to everyone, uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, If you have any questions or topic ideas, please send them into our email at info at enlightenup.us. And uh, if you are liking what you're hearing, please share our podcast with your friends, family, and coworkers. Uh, we are trying to reach more people and spread this, like what Alexis is trying to do with the youth, is just help people learn what's kind of going on and, and just start questioning things and bringing things into our awareness so that we can be a little bit more up to speed on what really is going on around us all. So thanks, Alexis, for being here. And uh, thanks, Lisa and Michael. And I guess we'll be back next week. Sounds good. Bye. Bye.